1: Welcome back to Mindset Monday. I'm Gene Zanetti, your coach to coach, mindset coach, bringing you the best available wrestling-specific information on mindset anywhere else in the world, wrestling mindset. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome back to Mindset Monday live. Hope everyone's holidays went well and we're ready to attack this new year, 2017, with even greater ferociousness than 2016. Um. Again, before we start the call, make sure you're checking out our website, www.wrestlingmindset.com. Signing up for your free one-on-one trial session. If you've been following along these tournaments the past couple days you've been seeing on track wrestling, we're all over that. Track wrestling, you look up at the top, you see wrestling mindset, 90% mental, 95% mental. We're posting these videos. Today we talked a little bit briefly about having a pre-match routine, how to be supremely competent before our matches how to relax under pressure, how to really bring out our best when it means the most. These calls that we have Mindset Monday, I just wanna keep reminding you this is an introduction. This is not the mindset training. This is an introduction to the program and this, this is a way to jumpstart yourself so you can do these mindset worksheets, the mindset exercises. We know the sport's 90% mental, but we spend our time training 90 to 95% physical. We can't have that. If we wanna be the best, we have to train hard and we have to train smart. We're saying the sport's at least 50% mental. We got to start training 50% mental, and we're happy to help you with that. So make sure you take a look at our website, again, wrestlingmindset.com, and make sure you sign up for that free trial session. Get into one of our programs. We had a big sale this past week on our book, 50% off. The book was under $10 actually, our wrestling mindset ebook. We have a great 10 day confidence crash course, especially now with January. The season's almost halfway there. We're approaching that mark. So make sure you take a look at that 10-day confidence crash course. And, of course, our best stuff is our one-on-one program. So making sure you're looking at it. Okay, 2017, we're kicking in high gear. Our first Mindset Monday. I thought about it. What could our topic be? And whenever we start the new year, we have resolutions. We're ready to have new beginnings. Well, if we want to have new beginnings, we have to start by having new definitions. What could be better? We actually did this today, the same exercise with St. Cloud State two-time NCAA national champs. They've been using wrestling mindset for the past three or four years. Excellent. And the topic we talked about today was in our motivation series, redefining success, redefining failure, and redefining mistakes. So if you have a piece of paper and pen, make sure you take that out now. Again, this is a great example of one of the worksheets that we have. So you're getting a very special treat tonight. Normally, we don't give you one of the, an example of so directly, so concretely of one of the exact exercises we do. But this is one of the four worksheets we did with St. Cloud State today in their, in their um, team talk. And this is um, motivation week, week five, redefining success, failure, and mistakes. Okay, we want to do this for wrestling, we want to do it for school, and we want to do it for life. As we always talk about with wrestling mindset, this sport is a vehicle to improve your life. If all you get out of the sport is being a state champ or a national champ, you've missed the boat. This has to apply wrestling school and life it's a metaphor wrestling has to be a vehicle to improve your life There is no professional wrestling Well, there is but that's WWE. That's a totally different story entirely Okay, so let's get it started Redefining success failure and mistakes. Let's start with wrestling You look at the best wrestlers in the world the best athletes in the world. I'm not saying the state champs I'm talking about looking at two levels two or three levels above them the best wrestlers in the world, the best athletes in the world, they view success and failure differently than high school wrestlers, than even many college wrestlers. Yeah, of course, they hate to lose, but they're not afraid of losing or making mistakes. Why? Because they've redefined what success and failure means. So as a perfect example, we talk about the predator and prey mindset. The predators focus on things that are within their control, their effort, their attitude, and their aggressiveness. You look at the best wrestlers, they focus on these things when they determine their level of, did they, were they successful or did they fail? A couple a concrete example I could think of, Chris Pendleton, after beating Ben Askren in the NCAA Finals. Askren was like a freshman or a sophomore, and um, Pendleton did not get the major decision in the NCAA Finals, and he came off the mat shaking his head. He was, he was down on himself. And I remember watching this with my family, and I remember my mom watching the video, and she said, Now, isn't that ridiculous? He just won a national title, and he's upset with himself. And I remember saying, Mom, that's why he is who he is, because he wasn't just looking at the outcome of the match. He defines his success and failure differently. Just winning the national championship wasn't enough. He said he could have been more aggressive. He could have wrestled harder. That's the difference. That's why he's a national champ. That's why he beat one of the greatest scholastic wrestlers that we've ever seen, Ben Askren, in the national finals. Another great example I think of, Cliff Moore, who is an NCAA champ from Iowa. He was one of the assistant coaches of one of the teams we worked with, Edinburgh. And when we were working with them wrestling mindset, they took third in the NCAAs. It was a huge deal. Um, first time in a while they did something like that. Well, in any event, I got a great opportunity to talk to him about his mindset. And one thing that really stuck out in my head, Cliff Moore was in the NCAA finals winning 3-2 to two with one minute left. And what do most people do when there's three? T- You're winning by a point in a huge match. You start backing up. You start playing the line. You start stalling. You start telling yourself nothing stupid. Just hang on for the win. Well, he kept going after the man the whole time. This is like 2002, 2003, something like that. He kept going after him, and he got another takedown with under 15 seconds left in the match. So instead of winning three to two, he won five to. But what sticks out in our in our minds is that. He could have, by going after the takedown, he was exposing himself. He could have possibly, he wasn't being stupid about it, but he could have given up a takedown himself and lost. And I asked him, what were you thinking at that time? And he said, the way I wrestle is more important to me than winning and losing. And I'm going to say that again. Cliff Moore, NCAA champ, said, the way I wrestle is more important than winning. And we're seeing that same consistent example with Chris Pendleton and many, many others. I could keep, give you a whole episode just listing people who have the same kind of attitude. So what is success and failure in your mind? My recommendation, what I would say for myself for wrestling, did I go 100% with my effort? Did I stay positive the whole time? And was I aggressive? Not other people's definitions. Do you know in your heart that you were as aggressive as you could have been? because we could all take half shots. We could all just drop to a knee. We could all say we were going after it. But were you really going after it? Were you really looking to turn the man on top? Were you really looking to get out the whole time on bottom? Were you really looking to take the man down? Or were you just acting busy? So I would determine my success and failure on the mat by those three criteria that's that's completely under my control. My effort, did I go 100%? Yes or no? Attitude. Did I, say, did I stay stubbornly positive and optimistic the whole time? Yes or no. Was I aggressive on neutral top and bottom? Yes or no. And from there, that would tell me if I was successful in my wrestling match or not. Not whether I got my hand raised. If I was at a tournament, doesn't matter what I placed. doesn't matter what my record was during the season. My effort, my attitude, and my aggressiveness, that's going to determine my success and failure for this new year in 2017. A wrestling mindset, people that are on the call, you have self-knowledge. Week four, the match evaluation. Great worksheet to determine your success and failure in a match. You go through that match evaluation, and you see, were you answering yes to most, to most of those questions? Those are all directly under your control. So as we just said here, I gave you three criteria. Our wrestling mindset, people, and this is why it's so important you get on this program, and we could help you with this more formally, because we have all these worksheets that are going to help you with these different areas. Self-knowledge week four, the match evaluation, that's how you determine if your match was a success or failure. Criteria directly under your control, not if you win or lost. In fact, we have wrestlers all the time telling us, hey, we took second in the tournament or third or first. That doesn't tell me anything. I don't know who their competition was. I don't know how they wrestled. It doesn't mean anything. They might, may tell me I'm 14-0 or I'm 5-5 five five, or I'm 0-10. Still doesn't tell me anything. I don't know how they wrestled. I don't know if they were aggressive. You just don't know. So criteria that's directly under your control. And then my view on mistakes. And I go for this when I redefine how I look at mistakes. Because I'm, look, I'm like most of you guys and girls who are on the call. I hate making mistakes. Nothing frustrates me more when I know I could have done something better and I dropped the ball. I messed up. And it stinks because a lot of times we, we make the same mistake over and over again, and it's hard not to get down on ourselves. Well, this is how I redefine, I redefine mistakes. I look at John Wooden. In, in uh, 2000, when the turn of the century, they had ESPN uh, Sports Century. They were saying the best athletes, the best coaches, and all of this of the 20th century. And they said John Wooden was the number one coach of any sport in the whole 20th century. And he was the UCLA basketball coach. I quote him a lot. He's got great information. If you, if you actually look up on, on Google, uh, John Wooden's pyramid of, of success, or pyramid of leadership, it's excellent. Well, one of the things he said with his team was, the team that makes the most mistakes usually wins. Think about that. The team that makes the most mistakes usually wins. What's going on there? I remember playing Pop Warner football, and I remember our coach directly telling our team, Whoever makes most, the most mistakes in this game will lose. And now you have the greatest coach of the 20th century, and he's saying the team that makes the most mistakes wins. Why? Did he want his team to make mistakes? Of course not. What did he want his team to, to do? He wanted his team to be aggressive. He wanted his team to take chances. He didn't want his team to be tentative, conservative, hesitant. He wanted them to go after it and not be afraid of making mistakes. So I go by John Wooden. And, again, he's got the credentials to back it up, that the team that makes the most mistakes usually wins. Same thing in wrestling. You know, you get after it. And knowing that mistakes are part of the process. I've also heard a great quote, there's no failure, only feedback. There's no failure, only feedback. I've also heard this quote, there's no losses, only learned lessons. There's no losses, only learned lessons. So that's how I would look at it in wrestling. Redefine success. Failure and mistakes. Now let's move that right over to school and apply it to our academic career. Okay, success and failure and mistakes. I, I would view uh, mistakes the same way. It's part of the process. It's always feedback. Okay, as far as success and failure is concerned, you can't always go by the grade. You have to say, how was my preparation? Did I study as hard as I could have? Did I study as smart as I could have? Now think about that. You may be a visual learner. You may be more of a kinesthetic learner. You might be someone who learns better from reading. You might be a person who learns better from discussing it with a group. Did you study smart for this test? Did you ask questions in class leading up to the test? Did you ask to go in for extra help before or after the test, coming in early, staying late? So those are things that are directly under your control. Again, your effort, your attitude, and your aggressiveness. Did you get a good night's sleep the night before the test? Did you prepare a little bit before uh, the day of the test? Or did you, you know, study everything the night before? You didn't ask for extra help. You didn't ask questions in class. So that's directly under your control. So start, start rating yourself like that. You know, like it or not, we live in a very competitive society that's very outcome oriented. What's your record? Did you win? Did you lose? What grade did you get on your test? Where do you go to college? And it doesn't end um, once you're in the adult world. How much money do you make? What kind of car do you drive? What neighborhood do you live in? We live in a very competitive society. And I'm here to tell you that when you look at the most successful people, when you look at the happiest people, when you look at the holiest people, what do they all have in common? These high level achievers. They're not focusing on comparing themselves to others. Again, by and large, of course, there are some people who do, but most of them are not focused on comparing to other people. They set their own mark and they enforce it. They gauge success and failure differently. That's why you've probably seen many examples of people. Uh, maybe there's a smart student in your class. They work very hard. You know, I remember seeing this when I was at Penn. Um, person in my class, one of my classmates said they did bad on a test. They wound up getting a B plus. Uh, And I remember them being really bent out of shape over it. Why? Because they, they knew they could have done better. They knew they could have studied harder. They knew they could have prepared more. So focusing on those things that are within our control. And as far as making mistakes and, uh, on our test, making mistakes uh, in school, okay, what can I do differently next time? Is there a way I could study smarter? Is there a way I could study harder? Can I change my approach? So viewing mistakes as learning opportunities to learn how you learn. And that's why, you know, we see a lot. One of the best times to do mindset training, uh, we get a lot of obviously middle school, high school, college, all across the board. But that freshman year of college is really a rude awakening for many people because you realize these professors don't care the same way as your teachers in high school, and you have to teach yourself how to learn. You actually have to learn how you learn when you go into college because they're not, they really don't care. So that's what we're talking about here, that understanding that when you make mistakes on your test, you do bad, you know, or you don't do, do as well as you could have. You could have done something differently. Use that as an opportunity to learn growth opportunities, so changing the way we look at success and failure. So apply the new definition for success, failure, and mistakes into the classroom. Write that down on paper. If you haven't been writing this down, that's the key thing. The gold nugget in everything we're talking about is you doing the exercise. Me speaking is not only small, it's pointless if you're not doing the work. And that's what we're constantly stressing to our wrestlers. Think about it. We could think about doing push-ups or pull-ups right now. No one's getting any stronger unless we get on the ground and do the push-ups, until we get on the bar and do the pull-ups. None of us, we could talk about studying, we're not going to get any smarter unless we actually open up the book, unless we do the reading, right? We do the practice problems in math. Well, it's the same exact thing with our mindset. We can't just talk about it. Do the worksheets, do the exercises. We say it once, we say it 46 times. You have to do the things we're telling you. We're saying this because we know it's going to help you. It's exactly what we needed when we were in your shoes. All right and apply new definitions to success, failure, and mistakes to your life. And this is what I look at, pure and simple. Is, are my actions, are my behaviors glorifying God? That's how I'm gonna determine if it's a success or failure. Are my actions moving me forward, toward or away from my goals of having the number one sports mindset program anywhere in the world? So I'm gauging by that. Is this gonna reflect my morals, and is this action or behavior gonna reflect my morals and values? Am I living life um, playing to win, not the fear of losing? Am I taking, you know, calculated risks, chances that are, you know, nothing stupid, but obviously we're we're playing to win. So that's how I'd redefine success and failure in my life. Am I playing to win? And number one, like I said, are my actions glorifying God? Am Am I, you know, being a good member of my family, productive member of society? If I do those things, that's success. Not if my friends are patting me on the back. Hey, Gene, great job. This is good or that's good. That's what most people feed on. And actually, your generation has it even worse than mine because we didn't have the social media like you did back when when I was wrestling in high school and college. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, which you should be following wrestling mindset on all those fronts. But don't get caught up in a lot of the stuff that's going on. Getting caught up a lot in the garbage, comparing ourselves to other people. Champions compare themselves to themselves. Champions compare themselves to themselves. So keep that in mind. All right, redefining success, failure, and mistakes. We make the resolution for the new year. Now we make those new definitions, we start living it. That'll have an unbelievable outcome, unbelievably solid opportunity to really change the way you think in life, change your outcomes, starting by changing your definitions. This is gonna set you apart from almost all the people around you, but 90 to 95% of the people around you, this will set you apart, this exercise. Nine out of 10 people are going to be thinking one way comparing to other people. You're going to be the one in 10 that's comparing to yourself. You're going to be happier for it, and you're going to be more successful. Again, this is just one of the lessons that we did with our defending NCAA champs this year. We did four other exercises with the team. So make sure, get us in, Make sure your coaches contact us. We're happy to to work with your teams, individuals. Make sure you're signing up for that free trial session on our website, wrestlingmindset.com. Make sure you're doing one of our individual programs or our 10-day confidence crash course. You see our stuff up there on track wrestling. It's been going great. It's been an unbelievable success this year, and we're happy to do it. We get fired up because we see all this potential out there, and we know that you could get to the next level. Most people are driving their car in second or third gear. It's our job to get you into fifth gear. We have the same goal as you. We want you to be successful in wrestling, in school, and in life. If you're not reaching your goals, then we're not reaching our goals. Our goal is built on helping you get to your goal. Let's take that step. Let's make 2017 a great one. All of us together, we're in this together. We're in this battle, wrestling, school, and life. Let's make it happen. All right, if there's any questions, we will open the floor now. Please press star one, and I would be happy to answer any questions you have. Star one. Any of our callers, anything I could help you with? Hello. Hey, how are
0: you? Uh, Good. I'm Kaylee. Uh, I'm 12. Uh, So I have to wrestle this kid off, and I think I can beat him. But when I get out there, like, it all changes I, like, think I can beat him, but then I don't think I can beat him. Do you have any advice?
1: Yeah, I I think the best thing you could do, and this is very common among wrestlers, I would say try to shift your focus away from winning and start focusing more on things that are in your control. You know what I mean? Because you you don't have direct – I know it might sound a little bit funny, but we don't have direct control over the outcome. Like, you might have a great day. You might have a bad day. You might get good calls from the ref. You might get bad calls, you know? all this kind of stuff, Um, you might be feeling really well. They might not not be feeling well. So shift your focus away from winning and think about you're going to go 100% the whole time, right? Like I said, the effort, the attitude, and the aggressiveness, focus on going 100% the whole time. Focus on your attitude. You're going to stay positive no matter what happens during the match. And focus on your aggressiveness. So think about it. What are your best two takedowns? What are your best two moves on top? What are your best two moves on bottom? I would recommend you write those down now after the call, and that's what you want to think about out there, right? And, and let your opponent think about winning and losing, and they're going to be more likely to, to you know, not be as aggressive as you. Does that make okay, some
0: sense? Yes, that makes sense.
1: Okay, good. And then just one other point if I can make to you. don't Try not to look at it as a wrestle-off like it's a really big deal. Just try to look at it as live wrestling. Okay, Okay, so all competitions are important, but nothing special. And this is what we usually do. When we have one of these, a wrestle-off or a tournament or some kind of match, we start to say, this is is special. I have to do well. I need to do well. And then we wrestle worse than we do in practice. So just tell yourself, it's just live wrestling. It's no big deal. It doesn't matter. And usually you'll wrestle better with that attitude because your opponent is probably not going to do that. Okay?
0: Okay, thank you.
1: Absolutely happy to help. And a great Bye. question. When you ask that, there's a lot of people who I'm, I'm sure we have a very similar thing going on. So that's excellent. Very good. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyone else? You could just press star one, It'd be on the phone, ready to go.
2: I got a question. Yes. Uh, so this actually uh, I, this actually happened to me just recently. Uh, my yeah. My wrestling coach, uh, and uh, he's actually, I mean, he's actually, believe it or not, uh, a very, I mean, he's a very, like, experienced wrestler, very great coach. uh, Wrestled for 30-something years. He, you actually might know his name, uh, Dave Amato. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. He, uh, well, he, uh, well, he happened to, well, I mean, I happened to, he happened to tell me who my opponent was and I kind of got a little, I got a little nervous by that. And I got a little like, you know, my, like, you know, I got very nervous and I just want to know like when people like, you know, when they blur out who my opponent is in the last second, like how would I be able to control that?
1: All right. So I, I think the biggest thing you could do here is planning ahead. And we see a lot of coaches, um, a lot of things like this, that the coach might tell the kid who they're wrestling, like at the last second, or like, you know, towards, the, you know, like right before they're going to wrestle, or the coach might tell the wrestler, we need bonus points, or the coach might, you know, m- might tell the wrestler, you know, watch this move, like right before we go out there. So I think the best thing you could do, and this is, again, all stuff that we do with the program, so I'm, I'm giving you like quick, quick fixes. Obviously, the best thing you could do is, you know, doing the program because we could plan this out further your mindset coach would take you through this. But um, I would plan those situations ahead of time. Like if my coach says this to me, what are you going to tell yourself? So the point is, and this is a big thing we do with our wrestlers, um, all of our wrestling mindset clients, we take them through all these kinds of situations and we have them write this down. It's all in a worksheet format. So it's already written down. We cover this. So, okay, if your coach puts pressure on you right before the match, what might he say to you? And how are you going to respond to it? So, in other words, you plan it now during peacetime, right, while emotions are low. And then this way, when you actually get out there in the war zone and emotions are high and the coach says it to you, you know how you're going to respond. You know, in other words, you don't want to decide on the spot how you're going to respond. You want to have a plan going in. Does that make some sense?
2: Yes. All
1: right, because now here's the thing. We're certainly not putting down, you know, any coaches or anything like that, but we're creatures of habit. If he said something to you before, and this goes for everyone else on this call, if your coaches have have said something to you before that added pressure, or if your parents or older siblings have said something before that added pressure, history likely repeats itself. It's probably going to happen again. And I I hate to say it, but it never happens at a good time. It's always going to happen during, you know, a difficult moment. You have to have a plan before you get into that situation. Know what you're going to tell yourself. So we ha we have those kind of worksheets. I think right now of self knowledge week five or self-knowledge week six that we have in our wrestling mindset program. We we have a whole host of situations just like this that we walk our wrestlers through. So yeah, check that out. All right, great stuff. Really good question that'll help a lot of people on the call. Thank you. All right, brother. You're welcome. Right. Happy to help. All right, I got time for one more question. We'll end the call at nine thirty. Anyone else? Are you doing? Really um, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I'll take both of you guys. Wonder time. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, oh yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. So um, uh, Mike Bro from Rutgers University with Brandon Patel, and um, I'm yeah. I'm asking um, after you get a couple uh, after you wrestle a guy over a number of years and you, you beat him um yeah uh like four times before previously, and then this time you're thinking uh maybe. Maybe it's different, and um, the pressure kind of building. So um, right before your match, you're warming up um, your normal routine, and you just you just have all these bad thoughts coming coming through your mind about uh, what might happen. Like, oh, I might lose, you know. And this it, it usually happens when, like you said earlier about history, like you know history when you're yeah. wrestling a guy. Um, these bad thoughts were just coming in my mind. So I was wondering, what are specifics on really how to avoid those things?
1: Sure, sure. I think a big thing, um, just, again, a few blanket things, or definitely, like, just treat it just treat it all the same and look at everything as a brand-new opportunity, right? Um, that's, that that's you know, a basic thing, pretty much. But are, are, you, are you getting these thoughts? You tend to get them, like, is, is it usually, like, throughout the day, or is it more, like, right before you go out there, like the 20 minutes before you step on the mat? Well, it's actually, like, I'll get my warm-up in, and I won't really think about it, and then
0: right when the match starts to come closer, like, like really right. cause they say I'm in the hole or four matches before that's when it's really like these thoughts randomly are just starting to spark up and come in mind. And I start getting nervous, but I really want to try to just like avoid all those thoughts, you know, and it might be match.
1: <clears throat> yeah, no, no, I hear you. That makes sense. And we have, we have a perfect worksheet for that. We actually did this with Rutgers last year, the the pre-match routine. So um, one of the things that puts our mind at ease is having a routine before we do something. And I'm not saying this in a superstitious way, but if you look at a, you know, a great pitcher in baseball, he does the same kind of thing before he has a routine before he pitches. A batter yeah. in baseball has a, has a pre-at-bat routine that puts his mind at ease. The basketball player, before they take the foul shot. The golfer, before they, before they strike the ball. The tennis player, before they serve. right. So you apply it to wrestling. We have all of our wrestlers construct a pre-match routine. Planning out exactly what you're going to be doing and what you're going to be telling yourself, what songs you're going to listen to, all that, the 20 minutes right before your match. So in other words, there's no surprises. You know exactly what you're going to be thinking. We yeah, we did, did the yeah, we did this last year with the team uh, I I think uh, Donnie Pritzloff had a practice and he had and he had the guys go through like I think it was a, it was an off day, he had them go through their 20-25 minute pre-match routine and then they were out the door. That's a great that's really a great thing to do. Um yeah. So that, that pre-match routine, and there's there's several different elements. There's like four or five elements of every good pre-match routine. We could talk about it after the call and stuff, but the, you know, because it's a lot of information. But um, we'll we'll be in okay. touch. All right, we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. But okay, um, definitely. It's because because that will be once you do that, you're gonna start feeling great before your matches. That was a huge difference okay. for me between high school and college. Um, high school, I really didn't. It really didn't. It really wasn't enjoyable before a match. It was very stressful. Very stressful, and in college, and in college it was like I really liked being out there. I really enjoyed it, and I became much more of a match wrestler. And it has everything to do with the pre-match routine. It was nothing special about me. It was just doing that pre-match routine helped tremendously. Your mind quiets down. You start feeling very confident and really good. All right. Yeah, like that, So thank awesome. you. Thank you, definitely. man. Absolutely happy to help. Yeah, those pre-match, that pre-match routine puts our mind at ease. It quiets down all the crap that's going on and helps us hone in on what's important because we're most likely to get those random thoughts and those negative thoughts right before we go out there. It's the same yeah. thing, like well, before, before we take a test in school. It's really no different. Like if you took the SATs or like a midterm or a final or, um, or you know, before a job interview, right before the job interview. Or if you have to speak in front of your class or you have a public speaking class, it's like you're most likely to get those those random negative thoughts like within 20 minutes before you speak. (laughs) So once you have a plan how to handle it, once you have a plan how to handle it, the change comes pretty quick. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely, buddy. Good stuff. All right, everyone. Hey, great call for Mindset Monday. This is one heck of a way to kick off the new year. Uh, for 2017 make sure you stick with us at 10 o'clock the same conference call number we're going to be doing our spiritual strength conference call simple practical tips uh, tips to get closer to God as we always talk about be the total package spirit mind and body wrestling is a a holistic sport and life is a holistic sport so you want to make sure you're 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 battling on all fronts you know we don't want to be mediocre academically we don't want to be mediocre athletically we don't, want to be ac- we don't want to be mediocre spiritually either. So be in the total package, spirit, mind, body. Every Monday night, 9 p.m. will be our Mindset Monday call, Eastern time. Every Monday night, 10 p.m., our Spiritual Strength Conference call. Make sure you stick with us. It's going to be a lot of great information throughout this year. Again, thank you call- for calling Mindset Monday. We'll be here, same place, same channel. I'm Jim Zanetti, your coast-to-coast mindset coach from Wrestling Mindset. Have a great night, and everyone who's around, Please call back in 27 minutes. <laughs> Take care.
2: Hold up.